I'm Blaine Zimmerman from Circle City Vets, and today on Veteran Cast we have Barry Pemberton from Team Rubicon. The mission of Veteran Cast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. Welcome to Lucky Episode 13 of Veteran Cast. Today we have with us Barry Pemberton from Team Rubicon. Welcome, Barry. Thank you. Uh, in studio, Doug, no Matt this week. No Matt, no I Matt. know. Yeah. And we have beer. It's yeah. weird. It's <laughs> yeah, not you, here. You would think, actually, he probably just heard that. He's probably on his way. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully some of you were able to get out and help with uh, the Mission Continues last week. Um, and don't forget coming up April 7th, we've got the combined run. Um, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit today. Cause I know team Rubicon is involved in it. Um, before we get into that though, Barry, I want to find out some more about you and your background. I know you're from the South side and you're a veteran yourself. So tell us about, you know, kind of your background, what you did in the military and stuff like that. All right. I did uh, 25 years in the uh, Army. I was uh, eight and a half years active duty, and then I went into uh, the National Guard, uh, AGR, Active Guard Reserve. It was at the uh, aviation facility out in Shelbyville. I retired as the operations NCOIC for the 38th Combat Aviation Brigade. Then I retired. Um, I uh, went on to get my, uh, I just got my bachelor's degree in a disaster and emergency management and i've been uh volunteering with team rubicon since about 2015. Wow. so your role with rubicon is a complete volunteer role yes it's a uh, completely volunteer do you do any thing for your day job or are you just focus fo- solely on this and retirement well i'm uh i'm in a process of looking for for something to do but uh, it's not I mean, it's going to be something I want to do. It's not something I, uh, you know, I'm just going to take any position. Yeah, just trying to fill up some some retirement time. I get that. I mean, I don't, but I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would. It say, sounds like a strange, mystical place that <laughs> I aspire to be at one day. <laughs> so, uh, what what made you want to start volunteering three years ago with Team Rubicon? Well, when I retired, I was uh, missing that camaraderie and the, um, you know, the esprit de corps and just uh, talking with like-minded people. It's kind of a transition shocker um, going from, you know, being, doing something every day and making a difference to, you know, going 150 miles an hour to like five miles an hour. And um, I was just looking for something I could make a difference with, you know, make an impact and, um get back with a, you know, my brothers and sisters and I stumbled onto team Rubicon and it's a, um, veteran first responder, some civilian organization where they do uh, disaster recovery all over the world. And they also do, um, community service projects and, um, we just help out anywhere there's disasters. So how did, uh, team Rubicon get started? Like what's the history? Um, you know, why did they get started? How, who did it? Okay, so back in uh, 2010 when Haiti hit, uh, there were a couple Marine veterans that um, 
like all veterans, you know, you have a certain skill set to where you can, you have all this training, knowledge, and skills, and, you know, you're used to working in austere environments. And uh, they wanted to go over there and help out. Um, they went to several uh, organizations, and they were like, nah, you got to have all this other specific training with us, and it takes us months to get spooled up before we ready to roll. Uh, so they just went over there themselves. Um, they ran into a couple of uh, doctors um, that wanted to go help, and uh, that's kind of how it got started. And it just kind of, um, we did some international missions, and then we started helping out um, in the United States. And um, we started out, like I said, in uh, 2010, and now 2018, we're at about 70,000 uh, volunteers. All, almost everybody is a volunteer. Um, and we go all over the United States or all over the world helping out with disaster recovery. And we have some great volunteers that uh, kind of support the, the mission. That's pretty awesome. I was, I was reading about it in, uh, so Team Rubicon formed in January 2010. Uh, U.S. Marines William McNulty and Jacob Jake Wood led a medical team into Port-au-Prince three days after the earthquake. They only had a team of eight. And so they went in there with uh, funds and medical supplies and and went with family. They rented a check, loaded their <laughs> rented a truck, loaded their gear, and headed there. Holy smokes. They drove to Haiti? No. Oh, they, yeah. they probably, <laughs> they probably <laughs> didn't drive. I mean, they rented a truck and headed there. They are there. Marines, man. <laughs> That's true. They, They'll get there. They <laughs> filled their lunch pails full of crayons and on their way. The yeah. uh, That's awesome. So uh, how big of a reach does Team Rubicon have in the United States? Well, in the United States, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. <clears throat> um, we do disaster recovery. Right now, we're doing, just here in Indiana or the surrounding regions, we're doing disaster recovery in uh, South Bend. We're doing it in Michigan. Uh, we're doing it down uh, in Ohio, by basically by all the rivers. We're doing some um, disaster recovery in the Philippines right now. It's an extended mission over there. Uh, still helping them try to get up and running, um, doing whatever we can. We have a specific set skill, and uh, we do, we like bridge the gap between um, when we get there to when the uh, big, when FEMA can get there. So, okay. um, and we use the same, we speak the same language and we have the same, um, we use the same paperwork, the same systems and everything that they use. So when they get there, um, we just hand them over our damage assessments and everything we've already done and say, here you go, That's awesome. here's what we've done and here's what still needs to be done. So kind of some first responders then. Yes. Um, and you guys mentioned, or you mentioned um, South Bend earlier. You said that you were just up there for a month. So what were you guys doing up there? Uh, we were we were up there doing uh, some uh, damage assessments and uh, what we call mucking out houses where the the river flooded, and I think it's the highest flood they've had, and so we go up there after the water goes down. We're up there, we go in, we do a damage assessment, usually almost always for uh, the people that really you know don't have insurance or um, people that just you know don't. A lot of them just had insurance, but they didn't have flood insurance because they weren't in a floodplain. So we go in there, we'll do our damage assessment, and then we'll come in, we'll, we'll organize all of that, and we'll, we'll 
have strike teams go into these neighborhoods and we'll go in there, we'll see how high the water went. The water went three feet. We go about a foot higher than that. We'll take out all the stuff out of the house. We do debris management to um, assist with the city in uh, FEMA guidelines to help them on you know certain piles, what goes where. And then we do, then we'll uh, take out all the drywall and everything up to that level, four foot. Uh, so, and we call it TR clean. So we will take everything out. We'll take the nails out and everything. So either the homeowner or if they get contractors can come right in behind us and just uh, throw in drywall and, and they'll be ready to get back to, our goal is to make sure as quick as possible they get back to the normal living. Well, and that's that's uh, the danger. It's funny. I have a I have a client that does restoration, and most of the damage that happens in those storms isn't isn't the immediate, right? It's the aftermath. And so, the, if you let it sit, mm-hmm. that's when they have oh, to tear yeah. down the house. Yeah. Um, so you guys going in there and clearing that out immediately. There's you don't have to worry about the mold, mildew, you know, all of that stuff. That's incredible. You guys, it says um, since since Haiti, you guys have been in over 175 operations all over the world pakistan chile burma sudan ecuador this you know the cool thing about this this podcast is i often hear people that aren't familiar with the military talk about you know well how does the military help yeah (laughs) you know they just think we're around around just killing people well it's funny that you say that because as he was talking i was thinking like oh that's what everybody thinks the national guard does yeah 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 Yeah, that's that's true you know and so so the amazing thing is i'd I'd love this because this is a perfect one to bring up like hey go look up team rubicon yeah and see how the military you know how how these people are are changing lives this is incredible this is also every bit of that for free yeah, no that's charge incredible. at all. This is also a perfect example of how much research Doug and I do before every episode. The, hey, I'm uh, on Wikipedia right now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I I purposely try to look up very little just because I like finding out here I because agree. I feel like we, the conversation's our, way better this way. Yeah, and that's how our it, listeners are. Exactly, our listeners are going to pop on. They're not going to do research before they listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'll do so. just enough to make me dangerous um, <laughs> to be able to ask some questions. So this all sounds. If, from hearing this it sounds expensive and you guys don't get any federal funds so is it the volunteers are you know they're throwing their money into and bringing their own tools and all that or like how do you guys fund these missions uh now the volunteers don't uh provide uh i mean um they can um we have individual volunteers like one of our main cornerstones is um one of our sayings is we're very transparent. We're the most transparent not-for-profit out there. Um, you can look up everything for Team Rubicon and find out everything we spend. Uh, but we have a bunch of great sponsors, um, you know, and your mom's a donor uh, is what we say. Yeah. So, uh, like, Home Depot is a huge sponsor to us, um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, uh, Southwest, and all the major airlines. Like, I've flown everywhere. Um, I fly, you know, free on the aircraft. Um, the hotels, like uh, when I went to uh, Houston down there, when Houston was going on, uh, I flew down there to Dallas to the National Operations Center for Team Rubicon on uh, Southwest. Uh, I stayed in hotel. I stayed in a different hotel about every night, um, and it was just donated points from 
from people. That's awesome. You know, um, the food's donated or, you know, we buy some food. But, yeah, our, our sponsors are all great. And, um, you know, we just, we're just a bunch of veterans, first responders, you know, and some uh, civilians, you know, wanting to make a difference. And uh, all these people get behind us. And down there at Houston, we had, you know, we do, like I said, we do muck out, uh, debris management, kind of damage assessment. But uh, the city of Houston called us and said, hey, we need uh, Swift Water Rescue. Can you guys help us? And, you know, we're like, uh, we've never done that before. But what, what is that? Uh, basically, it's Swift Water Rescue. You go where the water's still coming in and people are on, like, the top of their houses. Oh, or, okay. You know, where you get uh, guys that go in there. And we have first responders. Ropes, ropes and yeah. boats, right? Yeah, we have first responders that are already Swift Water Rescue trained. So um, uh, we reached out to some people and uh, we got everything we needed and we had the uh, trained people we needed. with, And within 48 hours, we had, like, 12 Swift Water Rescue teams right. down there. Wow. That's insane. Uh, that yeah, I awesome. saw a lot of those pictures on Instagram and everything of, like, the people just lining up. Like the Louisiana, the Louisiana Navy, the mm-hmm. Cajun Navy, just grabbing their boats and going, hey, let's go down to Houston and see how we can help. That's awesome. Um, I, I As we're talking about this, I'm curious, how does Team Rubicon decide where they're going to go? And then when they're there, how do you decide who you're helping? Well, uh, now <clears throat> we've started – uh, we don't go someplace until we're invited. Like um, the the community will either have heard of us or um, you know find out about us, and they'll invite us in. The emergency we work a lot with the emergency managers, and uh, they'll invite us in and say, "Hey, we you know love you guys to help us out with you know what we do." And uh, we'll come down there. We'll um, set up, and we set up basically we set up our basically the same as they would. So we have um, a command and control team, a ICS team, uh, and then we have strike teams, damage assessments team, and we go out and our, our goal is we help um, elderly veterans, veterans and the elderly, and then you know whoever else needs help is kind of how we prioritize. Okay. Um, whoever needs the most help usually gets, that's how we prioritize. We don't right right so um the majority of your volunteers would you say that the majority of the volunteers fall under veteran military umbrella or is it like a 50 50 mix of veteran and civilian how, how does that kind of shake out it's uh 70 of us are veterans and um our uh, that's our we have a two-fold mission with team rubicon we do disaster recovery all over the world helping out communities and we also do um, veteran reintegration kind of you know helping um, veterans reintegrate into and also having a place there so like after the missions so we'll go out and we'll do we'll work on these houses for 12 14 hours uh, we'll come back we'll clean our gear we'll decon it all we'll put it away and then we'll you know we throw up what we call we throw up the beer flag um, means you know, you go out, we kind of get in a big circle. Uh, we talk about the day, you know, and um, how it went. You know, we kind of do what veterans do. <laughs> um, and, you know, if, you know, you know, and everybody knows it's like a safe place. 
so you know um there's a there's a lot of healing that goes on um on during that time which is you know one of the most important things to me is you know just helping your brothers and sisters that have the same struggles that, yeah. that you've yeah. had yeah i love that phrase throw up the beer flag that's mm-hmm. i yeah i really like that a lot and i, I think that you know everything that you I've just done the throw up the beer but i've never done the flag <laughs> uh i what you just ex- described is coming back from the field you come back from the field and you do your priorities of work and you clean your gear and you get your weapons turned in and you put your rucksack away and then all of a sudden it's time to tell the stories of you know when private snuffy fell and put his 240 in the mud you know like that's that sounds really similar and so i can see how that i mean we've talked about this a lot um, throughout the course of the you know the last few months with the podcast is a lot of times especially the OEF OIF veterans are coming back and they might be able to get a really good job but it doesn't give them that sense of purpose that you right. spoke to mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode and I mean man this sounds exactly like what a lot of people are looking for yeah. coming out of the service I like the I like the split I was I was I was reading again in the history it was a uh, uh, early Rubicon member Clay Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff is in his memory because he lost his battle to PTSD, and so that's when that's when they really started focusing on the on the veterans' health part of it as well. So that's awesome. And, and then I, I did see it's probably worth mentioning that there's a fellows program too named after Clay Hunt Clay Hunt Fellows Program, a 12 month leadership development fellowship. So it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an excellent program. Uh, I actually applied for it. And I've got to the second stage of the Clay Hunt Fellowship, which is a huge honor yeah. uh, for anybody to to be a Clay Hunt Fellow. Well, let's do let's get Barry in the Clay Hunt program. <laughs> yeah, amen. What can we do to help make that happen? Well, after they listen to this podcast, yeah, they're going to be like, "Well, he's a shooter." Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah. there are tens of followers that are going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's actually, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier too, from a training standpoint, you know, some of this stuff is pretty technical, especially when you're getting into, you know, flood um, and ripping stuff out and stuff like that. What type of training as somebody comes on, are you guys providing for people as they come on? Or are you kind of targeting those that already have certifications or things like that? No, we, everybody starts from scratch. So we have a, um, you go online, you sign up. That's of course free. It's easy to sign up. Uh, and you do some online training you do. Um, and then the uh, first real class you could take is I'm a, is core ops. I'm a core ops instructor. And that essentially is kind of teaches you about debris management. It teaches you about how to muck out a house. Um, how to take down drywall, um, teaches you about the proper PPE to wear, um, and then personal protective equipment. Yes, yeah, personal. Yeah. yeah, not everybody was in the army. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, and it also kind of uh, talks about our culture. We're huge on on our culture is uh, critical to us to make sure you know. Like I said, we're a, we're definitely a veteran friendly organization to where you know. I mean. The first time I went to an op, 10 minutes into it, you know, I was, uh, you know, we were already busting each other's chops and, uh, you know, uh, getting down to business. You didn't even wait for the podcast to start. Do that with me. Yeah. Yeah. He was, (laughs) as soon as you walked in, 
<laughs> I should have pressed record then. <laughs> That's awesome. Are, uh, of the civilian side, are those mostly spouses and family or are those anybody? No, it's really much anybody. I oh, mean, awesome. um, I mean, I uh, the one guy that made a huge impact with me was a civilian, you know, and um, he, uh, I found out later, you know, he's a doctor, you know, he just doctors, nurses, anybody really that wants to make you, you know, that wants to help out in the community. We're, uh, you know, nothing's more funnier than uh, giving a sledgehammer to a uh, housewife and yeah. watching her just tear the crap out of uh, <laughs> something. And yeah. she's like, yeah. yeah. This this sounds like something that would be really good for uh, those in the, the what's it, the public service, too. Yeah. Because like I grew up in the firehouse. My, my stepdad's mm-hmm. an assistant fire chief, and that's the other t- thing that I was thinking of is those guys when they're coming back from their runs, they're all, you know, cleaning the equipment, cleaning the trucks, putting everything away, and then putting up the beer flag for some of them. Well, not on duty, but to use the term. But, yeah, I mean, I would th- I would think that that's probably a big group of volunteers. If And if not, we per- that's a big group to target. How does it how does it work? I'm curious. I mean, you're retired, so so you know when they call, obviously you can pick up the phone and and do it. But is there uh, you know I mean I'm guessing that some of these folks that they have full time jobs and everything else, how does that get coordinated? Is it like hey we need 12 people, 12 volunteers, and maybe Team Rubicon in Indianapolis has X number of people, and first 12 go or something or? Uh, so what what they do is uh, first. Um First, they're going to send out a assessment team, an, an advanced party, we'll say recon assessment. They'll do a, um, they'll do an assessment. They're going to do the, uh, you know, pre-planning all this stuff to see if, if one, we, we're, we're going to be effective there and we can, you know, make a difference. Yeah. Um, and if they say it's a go, they'll send it back and then they'll send out a blast to everybody that's um, certified in the area or to, we call it gray shirts. They'll send it out to all the gray shirts in in that region, or within 450 miles. That's where we kind of start. 450 okay. miles, and then um, depending on how big it is, depending on how how much further out they will send it. I mean, I see. Yeah. Like Houston, uh, Houston was you know. I mean, we have Team Rubicon and. United Kingdom, and we have Team Rubicon in Australia. Wow! Wow! Um, so awesome. we yeah. had, yeah, we had people from all over the United States. Great accents coming to Houston. <laughs> coming <laughs> to Houston, and we even had some guys from Australia and you know England, all these places coming in um, to help out. Uh, yeah, there's there's almost never a uh, shortage of gray shirts. I really would have loved to have just had somebody record. The, the throwing up the beer flag with you know one person from oh, Louisiana yeah. with someone else from Australia yeah. with somebody from Houston and somebody from the United Kingdom like <laughs> those stories were probably yeah. wild yeah <laughs> that, we needed three translators <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that would have been yeah that sounds really awesome so if we have people listening that want to join and want to start the training process and want to figure out how to get on that path what do they need to do to to start getting involved uh go to uh, teamrubiconusa.org and um, from there it'll sign you up and kind of walk you through the process and for indiana i am the state membership manager for indiana 
so if you have any questions, um, I would be uh, barry.pemberton at teamrubiconusa.org. I'd be more than happy to uh, help you with anything. And then once you do get signed up and all good to go, um, most likely I'll be your core ops instructor. I'm trying to set up a, a kind of a meet and greet and a core ops thing here in Indianapolis. Uh, probably with, I'll be working with Mike Espenda from Operation Job Ready Vets. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Alumni use. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'd love to have you. And, um, you know, like I say, you know, everybody's welcome at the TR table. It doesn't matter. You know, if you think you can't make a difference, I guarantee you can. Yeah. We have people, uh, some of our most critical, you know, things are we have people that say you can't get away for a day or a week or, you know, say you don't, you may have something where you think it'll limit you from helping out. We have uh, people at call centers where you can take calls from your house, you know, to, oh, wow. oh, good. to help you know, with the people call you and say, this is where I'm at and I need help with this. Yeah. Um, you just send that to, to the main center, which is huge. Um, and we tried that and it, it worked out great. Um, well, that's fantastic. So, so it's not just people that can swing a hammer. It's yeah. And, and do rescue. It's, it's people that can actually do administrative tasks and everything else. That's and, and we'll put your, we'll put the website and your email on the show notes too. So, if you're listening um, and and want that, you can go straight to the show notes and get it. Uh, and then we have the event coming up on April 7th, right? Yes. Um, let's remind everybody about Is that. 17th? Or? I think it's April 7th. I just signed up for today. Okay. And so if I'm not mistaken, that's that should be right. So, um, And that is down at the uh, canal. It's at the canal. Downtown. Mm-hmm. And it's you guys... Who all is involved in that? It's uh, Team Rubicon, uh, Red, White, and Blue, and uh, the mission continues. We all three kind of go together, um, and we'll all be there, and we'll all be participating. I'm sure you're going to do a Team Rubicon is right, right here. The, uh, well, I mean, sure. If you give me a free shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Team Red, White, and Blue gave me a free shirt, and Michael still owes me a beer from the Army-Navy game that Army won. <sighs> Doug, comments? Sir? Nothing. No? Okay. I'm there. As two Army guys, it's kind of unfair at this point. We actually were going pretty hard at Doug before the episode started. So, <laughs> uh, we, well, when, when for since you don't know, when uh, Michael was on from Team Red, White, and Blue, we made a gentleman's bet. That was like the Tuesday before the game that if Army won, um, he would have to wear an Army PT uniform out to a bar with me to have a beer and if navy won i would do the same and he we haven't settled that bet yet um but maybe we'll do it that day i think that's i I think that's a really good day to do it we could do that that would be excellent take video put it on Mm -hmm. veterancast.com i'm glad glad i didn't make that bet (laughs) doug's coming he's gonna be standing there handing (laughs) out beers he keeps volunteering oh you're going you're going the um so I'm interested in uh, – we'll also we'll remind everybody about the event, and we'll put the login. I know that um, it's actually a two-step process if you're here in Indy. You have to go to the um, – it's called All for One, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to go to the All for One website to register first, and if you're able to, that's where you can, can donate to your team. Mm-hmm. And then you need to go to the Team Red, White, and Blue website to let them know um, that you're participating. Do you guys have a, a register? That's what that's what we use. In, okay. Uh, 
uh, after the event, you know, we're of course going to go somewhere and throw up the beer flag. You know, <laughs> so um, we'll have lunch or something. For our listeners, yeah, there is. I did see on the site there is a, a lunch right immediately after. Um, I'm interested in like if you can think of one suitable for work story like one that's really resonated with you in the three years that you've been volunteering with rubicon um i I think everybody would love to hear something like that like one that just on one of the the missions that you guys have done or something that's always just kind of stuck with you uh well i mean i mean all of them have a uh you know just uh when you go to these people's houses and and you uh you know you muck out their house especially if it's a veteran uh to where we'll be like uh mucking out their house and and you find uh, an American flag that, you know, um, that has been a little damaged. And uh, usually we'll take it back to our, what we call our FOB. We'll take it back to our FOB, our forward operating base, or wherever we happen to be set up. Usually it's at a Home Depot parking lot. We'll take it back there and we'll try to restore it if possible. Nice. And then we'll fold it all back up and put it in a nice uh, plaque thing. And, um, you know, hand it to them. And I tell you, it doesn't matter how hardcore you are. Um, when, uh, yeah, when that guy is, uh, or, uh, you know, um, one time it was the, um, the um, veteran had passed away and it was his wife. And you give it to her and, yeah, it was, I mean, just the sweetest lady you ever met. Um, yeah, it's all over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't hold her right now. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh once again uh if you want to get involved and you want to volunteer for team rubicon it's team rubiconusa.org um, or you can reach barry directly at barry.pemberton at team rubiconusa.org and uh we'll put the links up because i don't have them in front of mind um we'll put the links up to be able to register for that yep. 5k in april um i think that would be really great if we get all of our listeners there um and you know come meet doug because he's definitely going to be there and uh doug's coming yeah <laughs> we're, i'm getting doug there. i'm going to guilt him into going at the very least um it's not even early it's like 11 o'clock on a saturday you can sleep in and still come um but no we really love to have people out there um we'll probably try to you know bring our stickers out and pass out whatever small yeah. amount of swag we have um and then we know barry will be there michael will be there um the mission continues will be there travis Mannion foundation will be there matt hall won't be there because he'll be down doing oh, army right. training yeah. um but man almost everybody we've had on the podcast is going to be there for that so it'll be a really fun day um anything else you want to plug while we while you have the open mic yeah no, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at Doug, and he wa- he was going to say something. Since I've retired, I've got a lot better. <laughs> Is there anybody ex-Navy in, in Indianapolis oh, we'll that find. can come hey, on next, the show? <laughs> uh, well, as of now, next week's a Marine. So there yeah, you there go. There we go. Yeah. We're close. The, um, uh, we, we are in the beginning stages of planning uh, Tech Warriors 3. Yes, um, and it'll we, probably be, I'm guessing, mid-month because late, we, yeah, we, mid to late June. We, we do want to hit, uh, you know, everybody coming back from National Guard, you're, you'll be off. Mm-hmm. Right? The first two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so, so we're going to try to hit that. And uh, and we're already, um, unlike the last time where I didn't plan it, we're already- Hired in, this special PR guru yeah, that my, you just so happen my, to know. Yeah, my daughter volunteered <laughs> and said, 
you suck, Dad. Uh, <laughs> we need more more people at this next one. And so, yeah, um, uh, Katie has been pulled into it, and she's going to start start really pushing it. So Yeah, so as we get more details on that, we'll keep you guys updated. And, um... and, and I should say, I do want to say with that, if anybody's listening and hasn't been to Tech Warriors, still, the last event was absolutely incredible. Yeah. We probably had, what, About a 50. dozen different organizations oh, yeah. that stepped forward everything from people that helped with you know credit repair to um job ready vets to you know I, I, it was incredible i mean I, I didn't even realize the people that were in the room yeah and we then, and i don't think we realized it when it started either and then we just kind of gave gave everybody a platform yeah was, hey if you're here talk and then it was great the chief of staff for senator o'donnell uh, was there so we're getting attention as well from that senator and, donnelly yeah that's yeah. what i meant and um <laughs> I, I, I stuttered through it to try to hide. Come on, well, man. I've always learned Help that if, me you, out here. if you forget or can't pronounce something, you just fade, fade out. Well, that's like, what I did. The little but girl from Remember the Titans, it. I've never been able to say her name, so I just say Hayden Panatine. This is when I'm going to cut this part. Yeah. <laughs> this is the endearing part people live for. But we are, the, uh, we are, the nice thing is we are starting to get attention from the senators yeah. and congressmen in town, uh, they want to, and I, I don't mean it in a bad way, they, they want to help out. And yeah. that's always just fantastic. I think every single person, especially in central Indiana, has their own kind of military project going on. And so we want to get them all in the room to talk about what they're doing uh, as well. Cause and it's how important. we can, yeah, how we can all work together towards the same goal rather than Absolutely. trying to compete for bodies. So um, check us out on veterancast.com. All of our contact information is in there. If you need to reach out to us for anything or if you have something that you think makes sense to be on the podcast, reach out. Yeah, and do us a favor too. And if you're on iTunes or Google Play or whatever, please review us. Um, if you review us and, and the more reviews we get, obviously the, the better visibility we are to a national audience. So uh, please just uh, do that because, you know, even though we're talking about, you know, we're talking with Barry here at Team Rubicon in Indianapolis, this applies all over the country, uh, and so it's it's good for anybody listening. Yeah, and it only takes about 15 seconds to do. Yep. So, awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you next episode. Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America.